Americans. Someone do something about it. 93.3 and AM 560. KWTO. This is the Elijah Har Show. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at 933KWTO and stream us on the 933 mobile app. Well, good afternoon, KWTO listeners. We really have a great show today. I have uh, a few people within the studio that we're going to bring on and we're going to talk about a number of things. One of the things uh, that most people know is uh as steve bukowski i'm on the board of education here in springfield missouri and uh when i'm on the radio i have to be pretty explicit that i am representing me myself and i and not the board of education even though that i am on the board of education so let's get that out of the way uh we have some guests here today we have patrick uh or megan patrick excuse me Okay. Uh, from Moms for Liberty, and we have Stephanie Spruill. I uh, asked Stephanie to come on today about uh, and talk about a little bit about what happens with their children within the Springfield school system. Uh, she was very eager to come on and talk about that. We can just break this down in so many different ways today and just enjoy it. I especially have uh, somebody that a lot of people know, and that's Darren Chappell. Hey, Darren, man. welcome, brother. Hey, you doing all right? I am. You're my representative. In fact, today I brought with me, I brought your uh, your uh, little mail out to all of your constituents so that we might have a little bit of time to get to that. <laughs> <laughs> we don't we don't have to we don't have to talk about me at all. That's oh, right. well. That, that's, that's, I mean, we, <laughs> well, uh ladies and gentlemen, I I have a few things that I want to talk about and one is uh we're going to talk about the schools here in Springfield and then we're going to talk a little bit about uh, some organizations there seems to be some misgivings like uh, in the the springfield newspaper they uh, have addressed a kind of a, a group that might be considered as uh, the people to go to when it comes to talking about other organizations and things of that nature and that group is called the southern poverty law center and i want to break that down a little bit today and one of the reasons to have moms for liberty is because Moms for for Liberty happened to get on uh, the uh, law center's radar, and I thought that would be an interesting topic for the listeners to hear. Now, more important right now with you listeners out there, it is important that you uh, have the opportunity to listen to what many of these people that come off the street and we talk about all these different things with regards to the school system because we have in april of 2024 we're going to have a school board election i know on december 1st the uh, springfield public schools will be announcing that they will take applications for uh, members or of the community that feel like that they want to come on to the uh, uh, school board or at least run a campaign and and hopefully that they get elected in april and so i'd like to start out with if i could does anybody know anything about the alliance defending freedom at all I've heard of them, and that's I don't a, know much. Introduce yourself, Megan. I'm Megan Patrick. I am the chapter chair for Greene County's Moms for Liberty. Okay, and... Uh, I'm the extremist in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one that's a member of the hate group. I wouldn't, I wouldn't get on that at all. <laughs> I wear it as a badge of honor, actually. 
we'll, we'll we'll compare notes over the over yeah. the next break. I bet. I bet I'm you, up I bet, and coming. I bet I'm you, up and coming. I, I bet you're good for right now. I bet. Well, you're I don't know about that, but I'm gonna, <laughs> I want to be in that conversation. That's for sure. Um, I I want to pass to our listeners the Alliance Defending Freedom. Uh, it's the world's largest legal organization committed to protecting free speech. <laughs> Uh, religious freedom, parental rights, the sanctity of life, and the family. And uh, they launched in 1994, excuse me, by leaders in the Christian community. And while many of their clients are of the Catholic and Protestant faith, they defend the rights of Jews, Muslims, Mormons, Jehovah's Witnesses, and people of no faith. And they uh, actually have uh, several cases that they've taken to the Supreme Court. In fact, 15 Supreme Court victories, and 80% uh, of a win rate is what they have uh, nationwide. They have uh, 2,600 ally attorneys and 4,700 network attorneys. And you can find them on adflegal.org and look those, those good people up. And the reason I bring that up is because they actually go after and expose the Southern Poverty law center now you had a little bit of exposure there megan with uh well not necessarily the law center itself how is it that that you had some sort of connection with the law center well you mean locally here yes yes, definitely um i met dr m mary m yes at the NICSA school board meeting, never met her before, never. I didn't even know she was on the school board. I was just starting, so just starting to go to meetings. And um, on our Moms for Liberty local page, I had posted that I had met her and made a great contact with her and was excited to go to the Springfield school board meeting. That was happened the following week. And that, just from that post, somebody was on our page and emailed the Springfield school board saying that a hate group was coming to the meeting and I think they weren't happy with Miriam. Um, yeah, so that that's just how that started. Well, And all we did was show up. Actually, um, what had happened uh, that I recall is the Springfield News Leader had actually utilized the law center as maybe yes. an authority. Yes, yes. Know, somebody that you can maybe count on. Yeah. Uh, uh, in addition to that, I mean, there are, uh, a- as a member of the Board of Education, I have uh, a lot of emails that I receive, and uh, they come right to the Board of Education, my email address, and and oftentimes what you'll see is that they will quote or they will use uh, SPLC, the Southern Poverty Law Center, as a reference as they're justifying the reason that they're writing this this email to the board members and stuff, and I I noticed that they had called you out quite a bit, and uh-huh. uh, and they went after Dr. Maryam Muhammad Khani and myself because of our positions. But let me just break this down a little bit. The Southern Poverty Law Center that is is you know they are according to uh, the uh, Alliance Defending Freedom. They have indicated on their site that it is a discredited, scandal-ridden group that one of its own employees described as a highly profitable scam and which has been lambasted by progressive 
as everything what's wrong with libertarianism. I agree. Yeah, and and all I'm saying here is uh, we have all of these people that's referencing the law center, and the law center, it, it used to be a group, as I understand it, I went back and did a little bit of history and research, and back uh, back in the day when they first started, they actually did quite well, I think in the mid-1980s, and that's defending rights uh, of people of color and that. And, and what it's moved into now is, uh, identifying groups around the United States that tend to be conservative groups or groups of faith, and they actually call them or determine or classify them or define them as a hate group. And so with uh, you, Moms for Liberty, Megan, I just would really like to know what it is that you are designated as a hate group. Can you help us there? Well... So Moms for Liberty is for defending parental parental rights. Or a better way to say is we we always say we, we don't co-parent with the government. So basically it started in 2021, January, and it started with two moms who were on school boards who didn't like the way things were happening during COVID and didn't think parents had a seat at the table. And so one of their main things is just show up at school board meetings. That's the first step is we're just, I'm trying to get um, everyone in all the districts in Greene County to just show up at school board meetings. And that has come with some pushback as if showing up and wanting to be involved is a hate crime. <laughs> and that's, and that's really it. I mean, that's what we're all about is being involved in the schools Um seeing what's going on, and holding leaders accountable. So do you mind if Go, I... Jump right in, please. So you all are not targeting any minority groups? Not that I know of. You're not... You're not <laughs> uh, no, absolutely you're not. not. You're, you're not targeting... You're not targeting targeting um, different lifestyles. No. Nope. Your goal in your organization is to make sure the parents are in control of their children and their children's education. Correct. And and right now, education isn't doing so hot. You yeah. know, our numbers are, I mean, the latest numbers for Springfield was only 44% of kids are proficient in reading. Yeah. So we, and in fact, we even say like when we, when we want to teach our kids, when we say we want you to teach our kids math or division, we mean math. We don't mean division. We don't, we don't stand for that. Yeah. So. Not everybody knows about the Southern Poverty Law Center and what it actually is in its history. Uh, it was established in 1971. Uh, Julian Bond, who was a uh, Georgia Democrat state representative and heavily involved in the civil rights movement and, and uh, really one of the, I didn't agree with him about anything, but he was a reasonable, rational man. And I, I appreciated his addition to the context of the debate. Julian Bond, individual by the last name of Levin, and a guy by the name of Morris Dees established the SPLC. And in 1971, it's in Montgomery, Alabama. Uh, if you were looking for white supremacy and racial hatred, I, I would think you wouldn't get much out of Montgomery. Uh, you wouldn't have time because there's plenty of it there in Montgomery. If you've never been to Montgomery, Alabama, if you've never been to the Gump, you are missing out. <laughs> Um, 
they got a they got a <laughs> they got a minor league team called the Biscuits. Uh, it's quite the deal. Uh, yeah, so, I don't think I'd want to play on that team. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, Morris Dizo in 2019 was actually fired from his own organization that he co-founded because of uh, sexual harassment and his employees reporting that he hit on the young women all the time. I did hear about this. And that he treated non-white women especially badly. Not only did Mr. Dees get fired, uh, but the president of the organization at the time was compelled to resign. So I find it fascinating that organizations that are self-appointed, self-aggrandizing, and self-destructive will have the unmitigated gall to start labeling groups. Now, are there white supremacy groups? Are there racists? Are there bad actors? Absolutely. I remember, you know, years ago, the Covenant Sword and the Arm of the Lord, the CSA, that Timothy McVeigh was a member of, and then he through that propaganda and that vitriol took that and on the anniversary of what happened in Waco, Texas, he blew up the federal building in Oklahoma City. Uh there are wretched people in the world. Absolutely. And I'll even I'll even go so far as to say that because in this country a majority of people are of uh European descent, I'll say that white folks are m- the majority of those wretched people. Just because of purely statistical probabilities but the idea that a parent group that is simply wanting to make sure that your children are educated well and not indoctrinated with values that you do not approve that that makes you a hate group is so dumb it makes my teeth hurt (laughs) but but beyond that it it is it is an effort to raise money off of your misery because they get hundreds of millions of dollars every year in revenue by people not knowing who and what they are donating because it sounds good to oppose hate groups. Well, I think it it's also done the opposite because it has drawn up the numbers for Moms for Liberty. We've only gotten bigger since that happened. And yeah, well, I... So, you know, we're going to take a break here. And right after this break, what I would like to do is uh, just go through a little bit how it is that you do fight with Moms of Liberty. And so we'll be right back after this message, ladies and gentlemen. And you're listening to KWTO. This is Steve McCoskey in for Elijah Har, And I can't wait to get back on the other side. analysis opinion they bitched and moaned for god knows how long you don't have to agree with everything he does but at least give him the benefit of the doubt we need to clean the place from traffickers and violent criminals 93.3 and am 560 kwto News analysis and opinion. It's the Elijah Har Show on 93.3 and AM 560 KWTO. Welcome back, KWTO listeners. We have with us uh, Megan Patrick, Moms for Liberty, uh, here in the local area. She uh, actually heads up this chapter. We were talking about how the Moms for Liberty was 
designated a hate group by the Southern Poverty Law Center. But it, uh, Darren asked a nice question. What, what is it? How is it that you really uh, hate? In, in your case, it's not so much as hate as much as what you do. And I have here uh, an outline from Moms for Liberty, their website specifically it is, is how we fight. And I've got uh, hold leaders accountable. So uh, maybe that's where the hate's coming in is that you. Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> You hold decision makers accountable yep. for what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. I get that quite a bit since I'm on the board of education as well, too, you know, and, uh, that's, you work to replace them with liberty minded individuals. Maybe that's where, you know, the headbutting comes in, you know, that you're looking to replace some of these people that are in the leadership position. Well, it's clear that nobody's changing their mind or going to, you know, see the other side. Honestly, it seems like in, when I go to school board meetings, it's very, it's very one side, one side. So what we are doing is showing up to the meetings and holding those leaders accountable. And if they aren't leading the way that we think they should lead, then Moms for Liberty will help to get like-minded people on the school boards. You know, how ironic you mentioned about sitting in the school board meetings, right? Yes. Well, I had a, a really... Uh, there was an opinion piece that was in the newsletter that was written by uh, a gentleman that claimed that he was sitting right behind you at the school board meeting in uh, for the board of education for Springfield. And, uh, and you were invited. I've seen this one. Yeah. You were invited uh, by Mary Ann Muhammad Connie. Yeah. And uh, this individual called out Mar- Maryam Muhammad Khani, the board member, that that they he thought that she was just lying. She really knew who you were and they were and Maryam was gonna bring you to the school board meeting and that way that you can see the exposure and all that. So which which is kind of a bunch of hyperbole. I just thought it was ridiculous. I have that opinion piece in front of me. I'd love to go through it, but uh, you guys don't have enough time for me to go on a tirade. <laughs> so we have a, how do we fight? Spread awareness. We spread awareness and understanding of the limited role of government. Correct. Okay. And then you have the opposed government outreach. Maybe, again, that's where the hate's at. We stand together against government overreach and intimidation tactics. So that was especially um, visible during COVID, and that's when they started you know, the masks mandates and the vaccine mandates. And um, that was the government overreaching um, parental rights. You know, we didn't have a choice if our kids had to mask. If they didn't wear a mask, then they didn't go to school. Well, they could be put in the ISS room or sent home because that's what happened to my son. They had to either double mask, which I picked my son up and he was wearing two one time, uh, or he was going to be sent to the ISS room, or his choice was to go home. And the principal of his school was openly mocking me that I stood up against that and would mock me to all the teachers. And now she sits at a higher position in our admin building. You hate her. You're just a hater. Well, I mean, I don't hate anyone. (laughs) (laughs) But I certainly do not like that people could have made 
and did make those decisions for my family when they did not carry my children and they're not going to help raise them and they certainly do not help feed them so for sure and you know it's it's incredible that uh, we have so many liberties with our children and you're actually trying to stand up for those liberties and that and try to extend that that web and your scope uh, here in Missouri, at least in yeah. the Green County. Is that right? It's the Green, Green County. County chapter. Yeah. Is yeah. that right? Okay. Yeah. I have here, it says promote liberty. Uh, we promote teaching the principles of liberty in our homes and community. Yeah. So actually Moms for Liberty is really big on the Constitution. We have a Constitution challenge. Read the Constitution with your family. Um, in fact, I have 3,500 pocket constitutions that I'm about to deliver to every eighth grader in spring in, in, in Green County for Constitution Day. Wow. So that's, you know, we actually do promote the greatness of this country, and some people don't like that either. <laughs> it sure seems like that a lot lately, haven't it? How about engage on key issues? We engage our communities and elected leaders on key issues impacting our families. Why would you go to a school board meeting? Well, (laughs) I mean, I think everybody knows that student success is, is better when we have parents that are involved. So that's why we go. That's why we show up. That's why we engage. And and that's important too, because, you know, I had the opportunity to meet with you and, and we talked about a few items and that, and, with Lizzie, mm-hmm. and uh, I was enlightened that I d- really actually didn't know your group was uh, in the local area until Mary Ann Muhammad Khani actually, I guess she was at a school board meeting over in Nixa. Yes. And she had the opportunity to sit next to you, and then you all introduced yourself, and uh, lo and behold, you end up at Springfield, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that we actually, you probably didn't know, is because we actually only launched in end of march early april i see so we've had one meeting and it was just a bunch of us moms in the willard school district that were kind of starting it so so we're very new to the game here the hate's not about you specifically the hate's about the organization they've been labeled as a hate group nation nationwide nationwide yeah we were looking at some of those different spots around the united states let's see in the southern poverty liberty uh, or law center actually identified and tracked 1,225 hate and anti-government groups across the United States in 2022. And where do you think a lot of those are? I mean, it looks like to me on this map, it's California. It looks like at the Northeast, a lot down in Florida too. It, it, it started in Florida. Moms for Liberty did start in Florida. You know, if you, if you get on it, and I'm not asking anybody to do that. I don't want to bump their numbers any more than we have to. But if you do look at the hate map that the SLPC or the SPLC, excuse me, uh, that they provide, they allow you to go backward in time. You, there's a scale at the bottom that you can say, what does it look like? And it goes all the way back to 2000. Missouri today, they've got 22 hate groups identified in the state of Missouri. And Moms for Liberty in St. Louis and Kansas, uh, Kansas City are on there, but not Green County. So you guys need to. I know. To, we need to start working. You know, up your game a lot. <laughs> uh, we will be. I can <laughs> promise you that. But at any rate, I looked at this. Ten of the 22 are anti-government movements yeah. like Eagle Forum, 
which was Phyllis Schlafly, you know, just genuinely one of the nicest ladies I ever met. Um, the Constitution Party, you know, uh, the um, uh, Missouri Parents Involved in Education, which is a similar mm-hmm. you know group, Moms for Liberty. Uh, you know, and then there's some others here that, quite frankly, I wouldn't have anything to do with. You know, the Proud Boys. I don't know how involved they really are. But if you go back in time on Missouri, there's 22 this year. But they have almost none in previous years. Go back to 12. Be about here, I'm yeah. guessing. I mean, if you go if you go back to 2000, they move around. Have you noticed that too? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. They're yeah. either really, really mobile groups, or the, these things are are these accusations that they're making are on and off year by year. So you know, when we travel, we try to worship with the same church that we're members of, and there's a book that's out there that has all these different congregations around the United States. And when we travel, we try to find a congregation we can worship with. And what we found is how that book describes the character of the congregation is determined entirely on who filled out the paperwork <laughs> in that congregation. Yep. You know, and I would suspect that the reason why they move around and the reason why you've got changing numbers and is because individuals, caught the attention of somebody and individuals may or may not be crazy i was just talking today when we're in the right on something why do we have to find the craziest person possible to be the face of that right on the national news it's just like down here down home i swear anytime there's a tornado the news crews go around the neighborhood looking for the person with the fewest teeth and then that's who that's who they put on right i mean and and I just think there's some of that. There's some gamesmanship that's going on. But then there's the outright abject bias that if you don't agree with them, that's what makes you a hate group. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you have to look at the quick amendment here, too, because it says there are eight statewide hate groups not displayed. So those yeah. have not been identified yet. So give them time. Yeah. Well, they're part of the 22. They're just not displayed because they're statewide. And, and I, I don't know what that even means. And we would uh, we would take callers if there are some callers out there that have some association with the the law center or even that uh, they've been deemed hate groups also. Or even having a question for Moms for, for Liberty, Megan, uh, please call in. We'll take calls on that. And while we uh, move on, we have, let's see. Well, and while you're, while you're saying calls, uh, the number to call is 417. Thank you. Eight six six zero nine three three. So if you have a question, comment, concern, I'm sure we get a lot of those over the over the course of a radio show. Uh, the number four one seven eight six six zero nine three three. You see the three dials that your radio is on right now. The last three, those are the easiest to remember. All you have to remember before that is four one seven eight six six zero and then ninety three three. I appreciate that, Garrett. That's Slip my mind. Yeah, call in. What number? <laughs> <laughs> well, you have another here. How do we fight is uh, activate to uh, public service. We activate liberty-minded leaders to serve in elected positions. I might put you on the spot just a little bit. What's a liberty-minded person these days? My goodness. Well, I would say somebody that loves our country, somebody that knows our 
Constitution and our rights. I like that. I, That's what I would. What a terrible as. sounding person. I mean, I have actually evil. had someone tell me, <laughs> as I had said, well, actually, the Second Amendment says this. And then they said, well, it doesn't. It says something else. And so I took a picture of my Constitution, my pocket Constitution. And they said, you are a literal freak. <laughs> you have the Constitution. And I'm like, I read it too. Yeah. You know? But, but you know, at, at, it's my new New Year's policy that I'm adopting in August. But any anytime anybody says literal or literally, and it's not, <laughs> it's neither literal nor right. literally. So I, they they all Just credit, credit them. All okay, I'll make sure I don't say that. <laughs> at this point, I mean, you literally are killing children. Well, no, but you're literally off my feed. I know that. <laughs> you know, I'm not. I'm not tolerating that silliness. I I think I think it's important for us to distinguish the difference between liberty as a concept and then libertarian and conservative because both groups focus on liberty Mm -hmm. liberty is the absence of governmental control so we use the words rights liberties and freedoms almost interchangeably they're not the same thing so rights are those areas of government that uh, of life rather that government will not let you do without you have the right to remain silent you have the right to an attorney. In fact, if you can't afford one, we'll provide one to you at no cost. Mm-hmm. That's a right. We will not let you do without those things. Freedoms are those areas of life that, given certain measures having been met, we give you permission, a driver's license. So you have to not be completely blind. You have to know the rules of the road. You have to follow the rules of the road. If you don't, we'll give you a ticket and you get points. And if you get too many points, we take that permission back. There is no right to drive okay liberties on the other hand are the areas of government or the areas of life rather wherein government has no say so whatsoever if i want to have chicken tenders tonight i can and no government is going to tell me otherwise because that's a liberty that i have so rights are the things that we won't let you do without freedoms are the things we'll let you do with permission but liberties are those things Government should have no say-so whatsoever. So when you're talking about how your children are going to be raised, what ideologies your children are going to be taught, and what they're not going to be taught, no government should have the authority to dictate to you how your children ought to be brought up in this world. Therefore, it is a liberty. Now, libertarians are those individuals who believe that government shouldn't be involved on any level. So they share commonality with conservatives on the fiscal side of the equation, but they share commonalities with progressives on the social side. Conservatives, on the other hand, they believe that the tried and true tested roles of government ought to be followed and no other. So socially, more conservative means that there is some government. You can't marry certain people. That That is a t- tried and true tested. So if you're too closely related, if somebody's a minor, if you're already married to someone else, we don't let you do that. Well, this brings me into the argument, you know, a lot of times, one of the things that Moms for Liberty has done a lot of is removing books from libraries, from school libraries, tax, tax fund, taxpayer-funded libraries, school libraries, because children, we have certain standards in our, not certain standards, but we have certain privileges as we get older Mm -hmm. 
you know, children can't go to an R-rated movie if yeah. you're under 18. Can't so smoke. why why should you be able to provide that in a book for them to read? Right. So but, that's... And it's not a question of banning books. It's a question of whether or not governmental monies ought to be utilized in that way, which is contrary to the will of the vast majority of society. And we have set the standard. I don't know when it came down. You know, like I said, movies. You can't go into an adult bookstore or an adult store and get a Playboy or a Hustler. I don't even know what those are called. But but why do we even rate movies like R or PG or whatever, you know? I don't know. Why do we, Why are we rating them anymore? Yeah, because it doesn't seem as, like... As bad as they all are, I don't know why we're rating them anymore. But, yeah. That's yeah. true. <laughs> yeah. But I, mean, I get I, your point. Yeah, I, I, I see we're, we're losing all of that. Yeah, we it are. It seems like today, you know? Yeah, we're... And, and anybody who wants to fight for that, well, by golly, you just, you're a hater. But conservatives, conservatives view a role of government to protect social norms and mores, where libertarians don't. Mm-hmm. And libertarians and conservatives view this, the, the, the economic side of things uh, in a laissez-faire, French meaning hands-off, laissez-faire, and government shouldn't be telling people how they can make money unless they're violating the rights liberties or freedoms of somebody else so when we talk about libertarians and conservatives it's when i love when people say well i'm a libertarian conservative that's like saying you got a dog cat at the house (laughs) they're close i get the confusion they're not the same thing so we need to when we're talking about such things it's important that we use the terminology correctly so that we're not confusing other people moms for liberty is simply saying government should not have a role in certain facets of this child's life, namely anything that's not actual education. And it isn't a party thing. No. We do have people from both both sides. We have people from all races. We have LGBTQ members that are Moms for Liberty. It's, it's all about the right we have to upbring our children the way that we want to. And we're going to come back and talk about that on the very last hour, and then we're going to get a little bit into the school system and that, and have Stephanie to come in and talk a little bit about her children in Springfield Public School System. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to KWTO, The Elijah Har Show. We'll be right back. Customer service. Just for him, it's all in the name. Just for him, Battlefield Road and the Fremont Shopping Center. Weather brought to you by Dale's Roofing. Do dial Dale's Roofing. Springfield weather on 93.3 and AM 560 KWTO. Alrighty, folks, a beautiful afternoon today. Temperatures mid-80s, skies mostly sunny. Winds not so bad, but they're from the northwest. Feels really good. Evening plans are good to go. Mid-60s, good time to be by the fire this evening. Light winds, mostly clear skies tonight. We'll do mid to upper 80s for your Tuesday. Part the cloudy skies, slight chance for showers, especially in northern Arkansas to start your day tomorrow. 4 o'clock 49, I'm meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Heroes coming. Heroes coming. One former Speaker of the House to drive to work and another for the drive home. The Elijah Har Show on 93.3 and AM 560, the new KWTO. All broken hearts. 
Well, I'm sorry to surprise you. Eli's not coming. It's Steve McCoskey here <laughs> filling in for Elijah. Um, I tell you, you there, <laughs> it's a good thing this is radio and not television because you and I completely showed the disparity of generational separation between me and you and the rest of the people in this room because you oh, yeah. and I were jamming on that song and they were like, this is Lawrence Welk for all, pra- for all practical purposes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Lawrence yeah. Welk. Oh, that's a good one. The, the bump music. They didn't get the Lawrence Welk reference. No, no. That's how bad that is. They don't know who Lawrence Welk is. I'll do some Googling for you right what? now, Darren. Now, Lawrence, what, he, wasn't, what, Lawrence Welk, wasn't he? The, the, the song that wasn't played. Wasn't he uh, German? Uh, yeah. He, yeah, he, that's he, right. They turn off the bubble machine. But anyway. Go yeah, ahead. I'm sorry. Hey, it just, no, no, it just really on. struck me because you and I were both just headbanging in here, and they're like, "Yeah, this is well, horrible." A lot of our listeners. <laughs> that is a black and white picture. Yeah. My grand, my granddaughter asked me how come all the gray pictures were of me. Oh no! <laughs> that, that hurt, man. Said, why, are, why are all the gray pictures of you, Papa? Mm. Oh well, because we, we were poor. They existed in color, but we didn't see any of them. That's right. <laughs> well, we have uh, Moms for Liberty here, Megan Patrick, and uh, we're still talking a little bit with Megan. Uh, Stephanie Spruill, a parent of Springfield Public Schools, has children in the school system, and we've asked her to come on board and talk a little bit about school talk. I really I want to finish up here a little bit on the, the Southern Poverty Law Center, though. I think it's very important for our, our listeners to understand that you know, we have a lot of people out there that that tend to use the Southern Poverty Law Center as a reference uh, that has uh, true content to it, uh, and and I don't, I'm not a believer of that because I've even the emails I talked about when I was on, on when I am on the Board of Education receiving some of these, they talk about these different types of groups and that, and then they reference the Southern Poverty Law Center, which I think is ridiculous because. What I think is happening with the the law center is this, is they're identifying people that are considered hate groups, and they do that to cancel you out. And by canceling you out, hopefully that you would not be uh, some formidable force that will impede in their advancement in their cause. And their cause is nothing about uh, liberty or anything of that nature. They're just wanting to make money off of people. That's what they do. And with that said, you know, Moms for Liberty, I have a mission statement here, and I wanted, I really need for people to understand here, our listeners, on how it is that they can reach you and uh, how it is that they may be able to help participate as well. And I have your mission statement as Moms for Liberty is dedicated to fighting for the survival of America by unifying, God forbid for that, uh, <laughs> educating and empowering parents to defend their parental rights at all levels of government. And therefore, this is one reason we have uh, Stephanie here, too, to join us uh, as a parent of Springfield Public Public Schools, because I like the education part of that in your mission statement. And since we are kind of getting close to the end of the hour, usually what happens is we have one group, one audience for the first hour, one audience for the second hour. This is like a inside baseball type thing on radio. So since we're reaching the end of the hour, ish just real quick if someone wants to get involved with moms of liberty or something like that we usually wait till the end of the show to say that but i i feel like some people might be getting out of their cars getting home from work maybe something right. like that and they're screaming at the radio going okay i'm in what do i do now <laughs> okay. so well, it's how very, do they get there it's 
Very easy. Moms for Liberty, F O R dot org. It's good that it's not a number four and you're like an educational organization. That would be that would be a bad look. Momsforliberty.org. And you can go on and find Green County. There's a there's a map, you can find it. It'll it'll bring you to our chapter's website and information on how to join. I taught for years and my website is Chapel Four Mo with the number. Oh man! <laughs> well, but that was political science, it not was, English or trying, anything. You're like just that. trying to be hip, you know. No, no, oh yeah, political science is right. We're not we're not overly uh, grammatically correct. So momsforliberty.org, and then that will get them, of course, to the national organization. Yes, and then there's a, there's a map, and you'll just click on Missouri, and it will show you your your nearest, which would be Green County. It'll show you Green County. Okay, and that will take you to our site and how to. Contact me. So you said you've had one meeting so far. Yes. Okay. And how often are you we, planning to meet? We have our next meeting. And so that first meeting, like I said, was just um, a bunch of Willard ladies. We we started in Willard. And so we had that meeting. And now we're going to have our first big meeting on the 28th of August. And that's going to be at Godfather's Pizza on Ingram Mill. So... You can get all that information on our website. That's going to be our first meeting, hoping to get people from each, from Rogersville, from Springfield, from uh, Stratford, from Republic, Willard. from Willard. Now, Lizzie, part of your team, is she's from Willard. Willard, yeah. Right? Yeah. If I remember right, Lizzie, she uh, ran for the school board in Willard here a couple she years ago. She did a couple years right? ago, correct. Yeah, well, and her family's just grown a little bit. Yes, she just had a baby. Her Not, baby is a couple weeks old. Two weeks old, I think. Yeah, I think so. This is probably a really stupid question, given the name of the organization, but uh, do you do you invite men to come and yes, be a part of the dads, Say, grandparents, mom, grand, aunts, uncles, aunts, uncles anybody, yeah. yes. Because the Republican women group been yeah. here in Greene County for 100 years plus now, mm-hmm. and uh, men, and that's no lie. I mean, more than a hundred years now. It is. Yeah. Yes. No, because my my mother was not there in the beginning, but she was there. <laughs> she was president when that they was safe when they hit a hundred. Uh, but nevertheless, well, they have male. They have men who can be associate members of the organization. Can't be full member of the Republican Women's Group, but uh, men can be full members of Moms okay, for Liberty. I just wanted to clarify because yeah. you were talking about the ladies that were meeting, and uh, there might be some dads. We haven't had any dads, but dads would be fantastic. Well, you might have one next time. So. Perfect. Uh, how how progressive and inclusive of you for a hate group? That's really nice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> anyone can come. And truly, <laughs> I invite anybody to talk to me, and I can tell them what we're all about, not just Southern Poverty Law Center. Right. I, straight from the source there you go do you stay busy with the job and this well i have four kids oh goodness i have four sons awesome so that keeps me pretty busy and i actually just got my substitute substitute teacher certificate so (laughs) i'm going to start subbing springfield too just willard for now okay so you're in willard also yes Oh, okay i didn't know that so so lizzie and i started um in willard just with the books and stuff and that's kind of what got us fired up but we wanted a little bit more recognition and support and that's why we started moms for liberty here 
Well, we'd have to invite you over to the Greene County Republican Women's. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Which I'm a member of, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, at this actually, rate. Actually, tomorrow at noon. Oh, well. <laughs> it's actually tomorrow at noon. I'll let you know where. <laughs> now, uh, I'll have to look it up. Do you have dues or anything like that? Um, it's $25 for annual dues. Annual dues. And all of that money stays locally. So it's truly each run by each chapter. So Outstanding. Yeah. It's a lot better than a lot of the golf courses around here. I'll tell you that. I've been trying to find one. And, geez, guys, those lower them a little bit. If there's oh, a golf course out there, just, <laughs> wow. just $25 a, dollars a year is, just I would them, say, great. Just tell them you're a media personality, and I'm sure they'll just. I'm, I'm sure part-time pr- producer for the past four months is, is not enough <laughs> credibility <laughs> quite yet. Give it at least two more. <laughs> yeah, maybe two more, and I'll have to actually get good at golf at some point. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry that you're having to deal with this, but um, as somebody who's been in the public eye for a long time and taken a lot of heat over the years, someone had told me years ago, but I've heard it many times since then, you only take flack when you're over the target. Yeah. And so if they're upset at you, it's because you've touched a nerve. You're doing the right, you're doing something right. So I, I, you can't join the club. You can't, (laughs) you you can't sweat people like, uh, the SPLC being upset at you because they're upset at everybody. Right. So, you know, it's, it's a non-issue. Our kids deserve parents to be engaged and our kids deserve to have their parents make those determinations. It's what I'm, it's what Steve fights for on the school board. It's what I fight for in the state house. And, uh, we appreciate your efforts. Thank you. Absolutely. And it's really important, again, for our listeners to have that understanding because we're, we're going to move forward with uh, Moms for Liberty here in the Greene County area now that you're getting established here and that. And, and I think it's very important for our community to get involved. I've always pushed that uh, with uh, parents in our community when I'm on the Board of Education Let's get these people involved. That at least they'll know and learn more in that. And on the after the top of the hour, we're going to talk to Stephanie Spruill. We're going to talk a little bit more about uh, many of the the issues and the good things. We want to know about the good things that's happened in the Springfield Public Schools. But it seems to me that maybe you two. I mean, there's a correlation here. You're both moms, moms for liberty, and I know you, Stephanie. Uh, over the last year or two, I mean, you've been out there fighting for me, actually, uh, on the Board of Education. And there's always been some contentious uh, moments on the, the Board of Education getting attacked, like, you know, Darren's talking about. I mean, I don't know how many names I've been called since I've been on that Board of Education. Sorry about that. But, no. Well, it's not original <laughs> at this point. Those, those names hold no meeting, meaning. And they've been saying them for so long. They need to find new ones. I mean, no, don't, I, don't, don't, don't start with that. <laughs> they'll, 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 they'll accept that challenge. I challenge yeah. you to be more creative. <laughs> and Darren's right. I mean, if you are getting called those names, it's because you're probably doing something yeah. right. It's, you know, they're, you're over target, those type of things. And, uh, here's what they do not like. They try to cancel you out. And by golly, I'm not going anywhere and I'm not going to get canceled out. And, and uh, I don't know much about you, Megan, but I'm I sure not. you're not going anywhere. Either. No, I I have made a decision a while ago that this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to fight for my kids, and we will not stop. 
you know, it's kind of like being a, like a duck. What, what do they say? The water, just let the water roll right off. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, you can't, you can't fight all of this kind of stuff all the time. And, and if you do, you know, you'll, you'll end up sometimes paying the price. I mean, just this last board meeting, I ended up getting doxxed. I don't know if y'all knew that or not. And it's not, to me, it's not really a, a big issue. I mean, people when posted my, my name and my wife's name and address and, and just calling for people to come out my house, send me some pride flags, you know, those kind of things. And, mm-hmm. uh, send me some good mail and all this kind of things. But Dox, uh, doxing, <laughs> doxing people here in the, in the Ozarks is not like doxing people in other parts of the country. Yeah. Yes. You show up at my house at the wrong time of day. <laughs> it's going, it's going to be a problem. You know, I mean, I, I, I don't understand how people think. You can just mess with people and mess with people, and and they'll never strike back. Right. There right. will come a day when they'll push somebody too far, and I don't want that to happen. Let I me don't be either. clear. I don't want that to happen. But playing games like this, you know, play stupid games, win stupid prizes, and yep. and and some of these individuals are pushing the envelope. All right. Well, so ladies, your your main point is try that in a small town. Is that what I'm hearing? Amen. <laughs> I've heard that somewhere and, lately. And, and, and Rogersville is a small is that town. A book, a song? And I'm and I'm and I'm kin to almost all of them. So you know, it's it's going to be a problem. But at any well, we're on a hard break here, ladies and gentlemen. We'll come back. We're at the top of the hour. We got one more hour to go, and we're going to have some additional conversation for you, good folks out there, and information. I've not taken a single penny from any country. Ninety-three three and AM five sixty KWTO. This is the Elijah Har Show. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at 933KWTO and stream us on the 933 mobile app. I thought I was going to hear Eli's coming again. No, so usually that song, that was actually a mistake by me. Usually that song only <laughs> plays at the last segment of the show, and I, I hit the wrong button. So that one's, that one's actually a mistake by me. Um, and then we had a good laugh about it, so... Hopefully that makes up for it. All right, ten lashes <laughs> for you, Garrett. That's why you're not getting golf discount. That's fair. That's, that's fair. In the uh, in the sports show that I do in the mornings, they make me run laps. I would much rather have that than lashes. So if we could try to switch that, oh, that wow. would be great. I come from the old navy. <laughs> <laughs> Days of wooden ships and iron men. That's where Mikoski's from. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to KWTO, and we have Megan Patrick from Moms of. Uh, for liberty and then we have stephanie Sproul, uh which uh, hopefully that we'll have uh, some good information coming from stephanie and her family and her children within the school system and darren chapel is helping uh fill in with me at, in this show and that and we really appreciate you listeners uh we just want to pass on information for you to know because we have elections coming up in april of 2024 for the springfield public school system and in that uh, that election, there will be three seats coming available. Now, I can't say if any one of those uh, board members uh, of their seats coming up, are they going to run again? Uh, or even if they do, would they be filled by them? But I, right now, I think there's a lot of people out there interested in this race. And my last count that I recall is nine people for three seats. So it could be a very 
uh, interesting race. But, uh, you know, it's almost almost like voter turnout matters. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Show show up and vote and have your voice heard. Then we can talk. I, I don't I don't take a lot of complaints from people who don't show up and vote. Amen to that. I'm, and right now, I just hope that you listeners are understanding what's happening within the, the uh, city of Springfield and surrounding areas. We have uh, the Southern Poverty Law Center that continuously attacks different types of Christian, faith, conservative groups and that, and there's really no clout to them whatsoever. And anybody using them for a reference, in my opinion, is that <laughs> you're not saying too much when you're going to try to use the the law center as a reference so enough on that i just want people out in the community to know when you hear people cite uh southern poverty law center as a reference beware look them up and you'll find out that they're just probably not worth listening to or reading about stephanie uh i appreciate you coming on the show and talking a little bit about springfield public schools because you and you helped me uh, uh, get on the board of education by uh, helping in my campaign. Uh, I'm sure you made plenty of phone calls, walk the walk the beat, those type of things, you know. And and uh, I don't know uh, these other nine people on how they're going to run their campaign, but by golly, I hope they got somebody like you to help them out if that's what they're going to do. If, I got a yes. I get a lot of extra steps during election season, so I I appreciate you. <laughs> You get, you know, good members and health. So <laughs> not a bad combo. Now you have kids in school system. How many kids do you have in the system? The well, Springfield school system. Yeah. So officially my, my youngest will be entering at uh, pre-K in the Wonder Years program this year. So we will have five children in the school system and it'll be the first time that I've had all my kids there since, well, in over four years. So it's a big day. And for our listeners, what is the Wonder Years? Uh, The Wonder Years is a beautiful program. Um, You have to meet certain qualifications to enter, but it's for pre-K students that are not quite kindergarten ready. Um, Well, it's not even kindergarten age, but it's pre-K students, um, that will go to SPS, and that if there's enough space, you're able to get in. That's awesome. And your other children? Um, we have a fourth grader, and we have <laughs> three eighth graders. Three yes. eighth graders. <laughs> They're all you're 13. glutton for punishment. <laughs> yeah, I've I've got three that officially three thirteen year olds as of just a couple weeks ago. So. Nice. They're now, good kids, though. Now your children in the system, and that over the years. Uh, you obviously had had kind of gotten behind me and backed me in that. Is, is there something that you think that uh, somebody like me can do for you and your children? I mean, is there something that was was not quite acceptable for the system, and you thought that maybe I can help make that change? Is I mean, just what is it about the school system that uh, concerns you right now with your children in the system? I could spend two hours. Um, well, we only, we think, have less than an hour. <laughs> no, I think, I think truly the biggest thing is, um, there is a very lack of focus on education. Um, and I'm not saying that's at the fault of you. This has been going on for a very long time. And I think COVID was truly the gift that helped educate us, um, on a lot of what was lacking. Um, but I think that the discipline policy is out of control. We're losing really wonderful teachers 
and substitutes because other surrounding districts pay better. They have more of a handle on how they can run their classrooms more efficiently to keep students in line and not re- uh, reward them for poor behavior. And uh, they focus a lot more on education rather than activism and study hall where they can just play on their phones the entire time. And now, now to be fair, I mean, we have a lot of parents out there that have children that they probably just are not that focused on their children's education. And sometimes uh, those those uh, students, those children, they fall through the cracks and mm-hmm. that. And, and, you know, I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it's a considerable amount of, of uh, students out there that can use a lot of help and a lot of support from the parents. We have single parents. We actually have students that, uh, that actually don't even have a home at this point, you know. And so in, in your case, uh, for what I know of you, that at least you have a nice home for your children and uh, you're, you're well-to-do at this point that you can support them. I mean, you're looking at sports. I think you said yesterday or that you almost broke your, your finger or something playing <laughs> baseball with your son or something like that. Parents against kids baseball game. <laughs> Parents against kids. <laughs> was that a school function or just No, <laughs> but it was with Boys and Girls Club. It was their last practice of the year, so it's the big thing. And then we've got a game here in a little while, so it'll be fun. <laughs> so you're going to run to that? No, now. I'm sitting on – well, yes, but I'm going to run and sit on the, the sidelines and <laughs> not be on the other side of that pitching. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, academically – do you think your kids are where they're supposed to be? Are they at grade level on that? I mean, you don't have to you know, no. tell me. I'm just curious from your perspective that somebody like yourself has come to uh, help support people that you think that should be on the Board of Education. And I suspect that you will probably be one of those people that will continue to do that. Uh, and so is is it that your children is are they where they're supposed to be academically are they performing well do you think they're up to the speed where they're they're needing to be um i have three that excel and one overly excels and lives he's in the gifted program and awesome so he's very fortunate to get to go to that school one day a week but he lives in boredom the other four days of the week, as do two of other my children. I mean, they said that they can, they they work two to three weeks ahead at one time. So they're constantly two to three weeks ahead because you can work ahead on the Canvas program. Um, and then we have one who just doesn't learn the same. And um, it's not his fault. We're doing everything we can. We've kind of implemented, we've, it sometimes it's hard to target the exact problem. Same mm-hmm. for SPS. As a whole, it's it can be hard because you have a million different problems going on at one time. So it can be hard to target what's the most important. So we, uh, my husband and I have worked really hard to see what we could do to best help him and set him up for success so that he can really just continue where he is. But um, as a whole, I think most students on average are operating at least one to two grade levels below where they should be. Okay. Or they live on the opposite end and they're already done and they have nothing to do. I can relate to that just a little bit because I have a son. Uh, he's, uh, I, I won't tell you what his issue was, but he uh, was ended up becoming medicated and he fell back uh, quite a mm-hmm. bit in school. And 
you know, I was, I, I was in the Navy and my wife and I are, you know, I'm gallivanting all over the countryside, you know, on selling the seven seas while my wife's sitting back there trying to take care of the kid. And, uh, he was falling behind and the medication that he was on was really impacting him quite a bit. And so when I, when I got home and, you know, from the cruise in the Navy, I'm, we sat there and we just completely analyzed what was happening, you know, and this is, this, what I'm saying is this is what parents need to do. And by doing that, we ended up taking our son and improving his ability to get back to the grade level and begin to excel. And to this day, he's an aerospace engineer. Hmm. And I thought at that time frame, it was really hurting my heart because, you know, he had this condition in which he was being medicated and it got in the way. And we, we found other alternative methods. And that is like proper diet, proper sleep, those kind of things. Unfortunately, all the kids don't have that opportunity right now. No. They don't have that support right now. <clears throat> and so it's important academically that the parents are getting involved. And that's one reason why you're here is telling us what do we need to be doing in our school system and that, you know, if, if you had one thing that you can fix overnight. I, this could be a difficult question for you. <laughs> Putting you on the you spot there. It like that, it is. <laughs> uh, what would you change in the Springfield public school system? And maybe why? Um, actually, that's actually not hard. I think one thing that would solve a lot of the snowball effect of the problems would be discipline. Um, we've really, uh, I've heard some of the names that my friends have been called I've heard some of the names that um, are the the items. I mean, phones are being stolen. Chairs are being thrown. I mean, you name it. They misbehave so they can go to the reset room, but really they're just playing and they're not responsible for, for schoolwork. And if they just do the bare minimum, they get to go play with the school mascot or so on. And then teachers are fleeing. Pairs are fleeing. I think if discipline was addressed, um, I actually recently did talk to a school that I was really concerned about because it was run like a zoo. And I said, if I did not instill discipline, I would not be a parent. I would be a zookeeper. How can we not send our kids to a school or a zoo each day? What are we going to do to get this back to a school level? And I think a lot of that is instilling discipline. If you have a well-run classroom you have teachers that want to stay. You have paras and substitutes that want to stay. You can focus on education. You can focus on your child that may be more quiet and shy and wants to ask questions, but you've got this other kid in the corner that's throwing a chair at the teacher or causing a ruckus. And I just think that if you can fix that, that would be number one. So uh that's a lot putting on my shoulders you know yeah good luck (laughs) you asked me the question (laughs) and you said the teachers are leaving Mm. Uh, what do you mean by that specifically um well a lot of them are being put into very very difficult grades that they just don't feel comfortable teaching because of how out of control it is because of how rowdy they are um they get moved from let's i mean pure example first grade to fifth grade well, they don't want to work with fifth grade because they know what that would entail and they want to, they feel more comfortable here, but there's a school need here and then there's no other option. So they flee. Um, that's a, that's probably one of the, 
when I'm talking to different teachers around the district, that's probably the number one thing. Or they just aren't respected by their principal or listened to, or they're afraid to say anything whatsoever because their principal will reprimand them and put it on their permanent record file. And they can't have that because that reflects poorly on you. When in reality, going back to the parental rights conversation earlier, a, you know, a teacher could say, hey, um, if I was a parent of a child that you were trying to, like if there was any, something that they were trying to instill as a policy for the school, but they're not going to let the parents know, the teacher spoke out to that principal and said, hey, you know, this, this cannot happen without letting the parents know. It will infuriate them. And the principal got furious when that got leaked and that person got in trouble. And that's not acceptable. Yeah, it's pretty tough when you have 24,500 kids and all of the staff and the educators, 3,500 of them. It it does get difficult to manage. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, and and I'm sure uh, our superintendent and the Board of Education, in fact, uh, we really try to focus on those issues and that. I, I don't know if you've heard the state of the schools address uh, by Dr. Lathan uh, that was given last week. Uh, she did quite a good job in presenting what uh, what it is about discipline and how it is that we're going to be moving forward on that. And I'm just, I'm encouraged by her words. But we'll talk a little bit more about that right after this little soft break. Uh, you're listening to KWTO, and this is Steve McCoskey filling in for Elijah Har. We'll be right back. I saw the sun begin to dim and felt that winter wind blow cold. A man learns who's there for him when the glitter fades and the walls won't hold. The news and talk. Allegations that the Attorney General of the United States has weaponized the Justice Department. That matters to Springfield. That the DOJ. Of illegal aliens have been released into our communities. 93.3 and AM 560. KWTO. analysis and opinion. It's the Elijah Har Show on 93.3 and AM 560 KWTO. We are live on the Elijah Har Show. Oh my lord! I was, Why tra- didn't I was you trying tell to, me, Garrett? I was trying to motion, but I, I thought oh. you looked at me like knowingly that we had the mics back on. I was just making sure. So that was uh, that's a transition that happens very often. Don't worry. <laughs> there, there was one time where Elijah thought I was joking whenever I said we were back on air, and Uh-oh. I had to just start the second half of the hour, and he like he, he his eyes got real big. He threw his headphones on and sat down real quick. So that that happens pretty much all the time. <laughs> you know, we were talking a little bit about uh, the discipline. Uh, Stephanie, you brought that up. If, you, if there was anything to change in Springfield Public Schools, it would be discipline. Uh, and then I had mentioned that the state of the schools uh, address last week um, that Dr. Lathan had provided. And I, I hope that we can move in a better direction to help improve that, uh, the discipline. I know when I had initially campaigned for the school board, I did talk about how discipline was an issue 
uh, how I thought that cell phones uh, is uh, a very contentious issue. And so I'm going to ask you, uh, it's my belief at this point that cell phones is a significant problem in our school system, Mm -hmm. Uh, a problem in the way that uh, they distract the students. Um, And I'm sure that they'll use phones uh, to cheat, maybe on a test or something like that. I've heard that. I've heard that. You know, you'll end up with selfies or you're going on social TikTok media. Pages. Yes. And, and what happens is, is these kids get hurt, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, hurt in a way emotionally, uh, hurt in a way that they're failing to obtain the necessary information. And then they get hurt in a way where you'll start, you'll end up with a, a fight you know, for somebody using a cell phone to take a picture that shouldn't have been taking a picture. There's just so many things that are wrong with having a cell phone in the classroom. Back in the day, hell, I, we didn't have, we didn't even have telephone in our room. Now, now Darren, he he might be a little older than me. So, he, I, you know. wow. <laughs> First of all, no. <laughs> I was trying. Have you trying. done your research? Is this fact no, checked? No, it is. It is. It is fact checked. But anyway, uh, it also is where I lived and where you lived, and it was different. I'm sure we don't have. I didn't have phones in the classroom. That's that's all there was to it. Yeah. And I don't mean the kids. I'm talking. We didn't even have a phone where you'd have to pick up the phone. I think we had an intercom. You push a button, you know, and and half the time the intercom didn't work. So if there was trouble in the classroom, the teacher handled it. That was it, you know, and. But it isn't like that today, is it? No, and I got one when I was 16, but if I got caught with it, it'd be in the office the rest of the day, and I wasn't about to put up with that. So, But no, um, they're, they're on them almost constantly, and I've seen videos of kids doing TikTok dances in the bathroom. They do it in the gym. That's a problem. I mean, it, it, it's what they care most about. Oh, how what song? And what dance can we do today together? I mean, that's more important than actual homework. Well, they don't get homework. They haven't had homework in years. But I heard that, yeah. Yeah. Fourth but grade was no their last homework? year. But no homework? No. But it's even, I mean, all, all those things and the distractions you're talking about, sure. those are all problems. But then when you factor in the ease with which students are prey, children are preyed upon by uh, traffickers, pedophiles. Yeah other students the access to pornography that they have on their phones i didn't allow phones in my classroom at the university if if and especially if you if you pulled out a phone while you were taking one of my tests i would you're gone why we allow children who do not have the mental maturity Mm -hmm. to be able to police themselves you know they're kids that's that's why you don't get to decide. You're a kid. Amen. And we've lost that in our society. This whole, it's for the children. I tell you what was for the children. A switch out back if you don't act right. That's how it was. And, but you and, had to go pick it out. Oh, well, you <laughs> hoped it was a switch with my... That was the that was a worst deal. ever, having to pick out your own switch. Buddy, that was mental torture. You ain't been it, whipped. It unless, was, unless, Garrett, unless been, it was. Oh, unless you've been whipped with a Hot Wheel track, I don't want to hear it. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> I, the, I know what a wooden Hot Wheel track is. <laughs> wooden spoon. Ooh. I don't know. It's just nothing. Oh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not advocating for people to 
beat their kids by any straight. I'm not. No, I, I. But the reality of it is, is, as long as you allow the eight year old to run the house, yeah. you're not doing your job as a parent. Period. I've had parents tell me they're literally afraid to say no to their children. One time, my daughter mm-hmm. came in the house and she was older. She's 15, mm-hmm. maybe, and just walked through the living room. She said, "Hi, friend." No. Oh. I said, "Oh." <laughs> Scooter, we're not friends. She said, what do you mean? I said, I'm not your friend. I'm your daddy. Someday, many years from now, maybe, maybe we can be friends. But right now, I'm your father. We're not friends. I love you. I'll do anything for you. But I ain't your buddy. You got buddies at school. We're mom and dad. It's a different relationship. Amen. And and, and speaking of discipline, man, I'll tell you what. Uh, I remember being in school, and we had a paddle, and it had holes in it. Yeah, but I I was such an angel. I'd always I'm sure I'd always go to, to the principal's office, and he'd close the door, and he'd always tell me. He says, "Now, Steve, you're going to have to make noise." Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, you should have gone. And to I never with me. got I never got spanked because Mike <laughs> Mike Weeder at Cowden Elementary got me more than once. I guarantee it. And then, you know, just, but that was the deal. If you were not head like I was, you're gonna you're gonna get caught. When you do, here are the consequences. Yeah, we live in such a world now that you know you can't even touch a child. Caught. You can't even look at them wrong or anything. And 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 you know, again, we're going back to the parenting part of it. You know, right. and and I asked you about the cell phones in the classrooms. If if I had a choice, and and you know, it's I'm just part of the decision making process. And that is, I would eliminate cell phones from the classrooms altogether. Now, I have listeners right now that have kids in the school system, and they're like, you're not going to take the phone out of my kid's hand, you know. And and you'll get that. And then you'll have others out there that are very concerned about their their child being up and performing at uh, grade level on that, and they're going to say, take the phone out of their hands. And so we got to find a balance there that's going to help the children understand that they're there for an education not for entertainment on TikTok or something like that. Yeah, you know, Springfield's. I'm sorry. I don't no, worry. you're fine. Springfield's big enough. Why don't y'all do this? I'm. I'm dead serious. Let's do a little social experiment. And at every grade level, you have one class where the parents sign off. My children will not. You can take them away if you catch them. My children are not going to be late to class. My children are not going to be disrespectful to the teacher. I sign off mm-hmm. on all these punishments. If you find the need. Contact me and let me know what's going on, but I expect you to treat my children the way I want them to be treated the way it was years ago. And then let that go for a year or two and see which groups of kids do better in their test scores and in their social behaviors and which ones have better outcomes. Just you could do that. And then the parents in order to get your kid in that class, you'd have to sign off and say, yep, if, if he, if he acts a fool, bust him, you know, but those, I'd be, I'd be willing to put big money that you see, you would see a significant difference in the attitudes, the academics, and the socialization of those kids compared to the population writ large. Absolutely. And, you know, we had somebody enter the, the, uh, studio with Chad Rollins. And I'm going to put the question to him as well. Then Chad Rollins was a candidate for the Board of Education. Hey, last, Steve, how you last, doing? Doing good, brother. Yeah, and good to see you. It's good to see you. Um, I'm just kind of curious. What do you? What's your take if, if let's say that you did get elected, right? And you're mm-hmm. sitting on the board right now. Yeah. 
would you be in favor of removing cell phones from the classroom or not? I absolutely am. And, uh, you know, I've got uh, seven kids, and, and uh, I can tell you that when you've got the, you know, the phones in the classroom, um, they're, they're a distraction. And uh, my kids tell me, you know, they get bored. You, I heard you guys on the way in here talking about, uh, you know, the curriculum and uh, kids that are doing well and, um, you know, kind of feeling like they're, they're bored or working ahead. And, and uh, so they, they go to their cell phones. And, if, you know, during class, if they, you know, if it buzzes, they're going to check it out. So, um, you know, and we live in an era of clicks, likes, and shares. And that's what kids are looking for. And, you know, Darren, you talked about, um, you know, them not being old enough to, you know, make a difference between whether, the, you know, what they should do and, and, and good decisions because they're not in college and, you know, wanting to be there maybe for, uh, you know, grades. They're, they're there to, to socialize. And, and if you give them a tool that's in their pocket right there next to them and they're going to choose, am I going to respond to this or am I going to listen to the teacher that's talking? Um, you know, on the other side of that, you know, play devil's advocate. Uh, parents, well, I've heard this when I was running. Um, you know, they're worried about, you know, children's safety, being able to get a hold of them. But, um, you know, I think there's ways to look at that and make, you know, good decisions and not have the cell phones and still be able to contact your child while they're in school. So. That is what I was going to say a moment ago, and I'm glad you said that. Well, before you ask that question, oh. if you were on the Board of Education, if you run and you get elected, how would you treat the cell phone issue? I think, especially... I mean, I have a kid that's going to ride the bus, and that kid gets lost if he blinks and turns the wrong way, and he doesn't know where he's he is anymore. <laughs> so I do like being able to track where he is so I can actually know. Got I it. think they would need to stay in the backpack um, on silent, or and if it's in a pro- if it's a problem, it needs to be in the office. Um, right before the last week of well, during the last week of school let out. Uh, the kids had were put my my older kids were put on lockdown um, by 11 a.m. and I did not find out until 3:15 p.m. and I don't think I've ever driven that fast down a road because um, it was and I found out this firsthand that it was intentionally kept from parents because they didn't want the parents picking the kids up early enough. Well, when I don't understand what's going on and I'm hearing about 75 different stories from teachers, students, my own children, etc. And then you have the car line of parents finding this out. Um, it's pretty concerning. And my child is not a dollar sign and my child is not replaceable. And I could care less about how much money you get from my child being there that day. If there's a gun threat, I'm going to pick them up. Um, and it may or may not be anything. Okay. But... <laughs> So here's the question. Then. Kid can't be replaced. <laughs> let's 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 look at it in a different light. Then, let's say that we took the phones out of the the students' hands as they came into the classroom, and they were put in a pocket type device, uh, and the phones were off, and they don't have those pocket devices with them, mm-hmm. or even if they they did. I've seen this uh, this one school. Uh, what they did is they had this device where you take the cell phone, you put it in this pocket device, and you run it over this magnet, and it actually, it's a magnet or some kind of device that actually locked the pouch, the pocket itself. And so they could not get to the telephone. All right? And so they walked into the classroom, they put it in the the pouch, and uh, they actually began to increase the academic performance of all of the students within the school system 
they have the data that shows the their performance had increased dramatically. Attendance was very, very much improved at that school system. The discipline problems went down. And so what am I saying? I'm saying that we do have some issues that we can address. The question is, what would be the right way to do that? And I'm just throwing out there, you, you two right. are, you, you both are yeah. talking about, you know, when you ran, you talked about cell phones in the classroom. You're talking about what well, you'd like to have your, your, your son to have the, uh, the phone in the backpack if they're on the bus or something like that. I think something like that could be maybe an alternative or an option and something that maybe the Board of Education ought to be looking into because I do think that if the cell phones are out of their hands while they're in the classroom, I can see that we would have less problems mm-hmm. uh, within the school system. Discipline would go down is what I'm saying, and I do think that academic achievement can go up, and I really think that is an important thing for Springfield Public Schools to address is because we're all about education, all, the, all about academics. And so we're going to come back here on our last break, and then we're going to get a little more input from Chad and Stephanie, uh, especially about what's going to happen come uh, uh, next April 2024, our elections. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Elijah Har Show. Somehow you managed to get me talking too much. Yeah, there's a rhythm. Yeah, there's a feeling. Oh, we've been kicking these words around too long. News, analysis, opinion. They bitched and moaned for God knows how long. You don't have to agree with everything he does, but at least give him the benefit of the doubt. We need to clean the place up. Done. Reach for DeWalt's full line of tools and accessories. Team up with Team Tools and DeWalt. I'm the son of a good man. I'm the child of an angel. I'm the brother of a wild one. And I'm looking for direction. News analysis and opinion. It's the Elijah Har Show on 93.3 and AM 560 KWTO. This is who I am. I love that song so much. <laughs> I'm telling you. My, my dad got me into third day when I was like, zero years old and i've been a big fan ever since so shout out to pops <laughs> all right we're we uh have in studio with us chad rollins who uh was um not elected on the last school board campaign uh, and then we have uh, stephanie Spruill. i'm curious chad uh and stephanie we just started talking about cell phones a little bit and during the break you you guys are like maybe that's not a bad idea with you know the pouches when you walk into mm. the classroom stuff like that I think it would be a very, very wise investment uh, when you're talking about educating our students within the school system. We've got to try to find the methods where we can all, you know, work together and and find out how it is. Because you got you got parents that'll say, "Ain't no way you're taking the phone out of my kids' hands," you know. And then you got the other ones like, "Yeah, I get them out, get them out." And so maybe we can find that balance is what I'm saying. And and the number one thing is to ensure that those kids are getting the education that uh, they're coming to school for and they can become productive members of society when they graduate. One of the things I wanted to come and talk about today was part of the education that they're not going to school for. Um, and we were talking about transparency during the break as well. And I think yes. I, I can't even, 
I probably can't even count how many times I've been lied to by SPS. Um, one of the biggest things that really bothered me in, I think it was, I think it was two years ago. I'm not entirely sure. Um, so sixth grade, there was a campaign to um, end bullying, and it was a health class. Now I don't. I'm sure y'all remember health, and I learned about healthy foods, healthy exercise, and different ways to actually be healthy. Um, while now it's all about anti um, LGBTQ plus, and then some uh, bullying. And so that's what they're learning about. And I would implore you to check out a website called amaze.com, amaze.org. Um, and it is, it's not even allowed on Chromebooks, uh, but they were sharing it as part of the education for this health class. And, um, <laughs> I guess it's been updated since the last time I looked because the very first thing I see is a video called What is Pleasure? And this is being taught in SBS schools. Uh, there's something about adoption. There's something about menopause. I'm not sure why this is necessary for children. What is asexuality? Um, online coercion and blackmail. Well, all kinds of things, but things that, I mean, if we're going to talk about cell phones and discipline, I highly think that, and that our curriculum needs to be looked at a lot more closely because I dealt with the admin, I guess, that oversees the curriculum, uh, whatever department that may be. Right. And they were talking about it. And there's all kinds of health surveys given out by DESE that strongly violate parental rights and how we just really, really need to just get out all the filth. And we have a super at this time who doesn't want to. She won't eliminate certain websites or certain things such as GLSEN and their curriculum. You have to prove it. And so you have to go diving through our kids' Chromebooks every time. So I think if we're going to talk about that, we need to talk about curriculum and bringing books back and paper, <laughs> I mean, things that you can, assignments that you can look at and hold in your hands, and it would be a lot easier, and it would be great for transparency from the district. I've always kind of been a believer, you know, because of the technology that we have today, is that um, I felt that we should not have technology in the hands of the lower grades, mm -hmm. like kindergarten or first or second or third I think that uh, it's it's always been my position, and I've said this in a campaign, I've said it on the school board, that if we can get to the point where we can put books in their hands, like you were talking about paper and pencil is what is how I um, talk about or what I talk about. Now, in the sixth grade, you can have uh, maybe a full implement uh, implementation of technology. Because what we can do is we can go to like a third, fourth, or fifth grade level, and we can have a lab, so to speak. That's where, what I had. Yeah. So, you know, you have a lab, you learn how to work on a computer or something like that, you know, and those type of things. And uh, But once you hit the sixth grade level, I mean, you're really going to need to have that technology in order yeah. to start taking up, because that's what the world is today. That's all it is today. And 
and they'll need that moving from the sixth grade to the time that they do graduate. I was I was talking to a, uh, I don't know if she was a junior or senior, and I asked her what time it was. She could look up on the clock. It was around Uh-oh. the, around the corner for me and asked her if she could tell me what time it was. She had no clue. <laughs> could not read the analog clock, and it was compounded by the fact that that particular clock had Roman numerals. Oh, goodness. Crying out loud. Might as well have been you know, Sanskrit. She had no clue. Now, is that a big deal? No, it's not a big deal. Um, but I think that we lose something by not, you know, when we were kids, they'd say, okay, here's your math. You have to show your work. I hated that because, you know, I could just get the you had to show your work, <laughs> but yeah. you got to show your work. And, and it wasn't about cheating. It was about making sure you actually comprehended the steps Amen. necessary to get from point A to point B. And I think by focusing so heavily on the digital uh, technological advances so early, we lose something in the idea of you have to follow a process to get from point A to point B. And it's not just the homework. It's everybody getting a participation ribbon in, in, this, in the t-ball game. It's everybody being included on every level. If you don't, if you don't invite all the children to your child's birthday party, you're a horrible human being. We are raising a society of absolute. It's hard to describe that one. Well, pansy jumps right to, to my head. <laughs> that's not the word I'm trying to say. But, I had but, my hand on the dump button. Yeah. I was, I was <laughs> You don't have to worry about me. I'm not that guy. But, but the, the incapacity of so many younger people to deal with life's pressures mm-hmm. is because we never taught them how mm-hmm. and 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 i don't see us turning it around for the next generation and, and, you know i've had that personal experience because my grandson we went out for dinner um, on father's day and that and they had a menu it was in cursive and so everybody around the table is ordering except for my grandson mm-hmm. and i'm we're looking at him like uh well what do you want and he had no idea because he could not read cursive and right yeah I, my kids have had the same thing where they've yeah. had to sign legal documents and they print because they don't know how to sign their own names so. yeah so they, that's so incredible they, they, they can't read the declaration of independence <laughs> right <laughs> no that's right 100%, yeah 100%. and i mean darren from my going perspective to, it's a huge deal yeah one thing mm-hmm. i think that like kind of you're you were leading to is we you know the kids are starting to live in a victim mentality type Absolutely. society and uh you know people are getting attention uh for things like that and then uh you know then they go on to live their whole life based on maybe one struggle they've had and what we need to be teaching these young individuals is uh when you're facing these struggles and things in school when you're having difficulty is you know on the other side of that struggle is where success is and uh, that's what we're missing in 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 these days you know with the people with young kids coming up and not not only are are we teaching children but society as a whole Mm -hmm. victimhood status but now the principle of intersectionality. So the more aspects of your life that you're the victim, so that your Venn diagram of victimhood overlaps significantly in the middle. And mm-hmm. uh, now you're now, talking about the vice president's now, Venn now, diagram. Now, now, see, kids wouldn't know what a Venn diagram is for anything. Nope. I'm, I'm yeah, thinking our listeners right. will. But the more circles you have overlapping, it's not just that you've been victimized more, which means you should rely on government more right but you get points you're a better person because you can identify more ways in which you've been victimized 
And, and that's why people are continuously looking for new ways to say, don't judge me. Don't judge me is the one phrase that I get really wound up about. Uh, and, and I've said this from the pulpit, I don't know how many times. Don't judge me is the rallying cry of people who know they're doing wrong. Amen. Right. You don't well, want to be judged. Knock it off. I an extra taco that I should. Yeah, okay, so. okay. But but you know you don't want to be right. judged. Knock it off, and we won't. Quit acting a fool. Yes. Oh, for crying out loud! What happened to personal responsibility? Right. Pulling yourself up by your own bootstraps. Having your children prepared for by your activities as a parent. If your children are only being educated the few hours a day that they're in school, you're failing. Absolutely. Period. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, I think it's our job as parents and, uh, you know, uh, teachers to um, be the example and, like, really show them leadership. I'm a big uh, proponent of, uh, you know, personal excellence and, and uh, you know, just kids need these days need leadership. And that's what we're missing out on, on a lot of levels. So. Well, let me ask you about leadership mm-hmm. then. Are you running for the Board of Education? There's a pretty good chance. <laughs> <laughs> You've already got the sign. I mean, come yeah, on. Yeah, you already so, got uh, the sign. You know, I mean, I, I'll say that, you know, last year was great. I, I, I wanted to get into uh, this realm because I felt like it was something I could do for the community outside of what I was already doing with fitness and health and things like that and building people up that way. And, uh, you know, I learned a lot, which is great. So, you know, it, it was I was kind of nervous to start, to go into it. And, you know, the first time I was on the show with you, I, I, I could have just uh, probably swallowed my throat and not, not said a word. So <laughs> I told but, you uh, to lighten up. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, so uh, but it's been a good experience and, and my heart's still there. Um, I care about our kids. I care about Springfield, Missouri, and uh, I care about our country, too. And that's the small part I can do for for what I can do around me. So, well, I like the way you say you care about our country. And that's why we had Megan here with moms for liberty too because mm-hmm. she wants freedom for everybody in the united states uh let me ask you are you thinking about running for the board of education there stephanie um i will say that that has been um asked many times of myself and um it is august and we shall see that's a good dog <laughs> good dog all right i did <laughs> You, I did should, have, you should run for Congress with an answer like that. <laughs> <laughs> I've been asked that too, but I like my representatives. So. Yeah, I do too. But I think you actually want to get stuff done, and that's not encouraged very much in Congress. So could you? <laughs> that, well, well, <laughs> that's a good one. Here. Honestly, that's a perfect answer, but it's really not even encouraged here. Um, people do not like my kick down the door uh, bull in a china shop type approach to things, but uh, there's one thing that I always say, and it's, uh, I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan, so I'm all, you know that I am unbelievably, painfully loyally <laughs> to what, whatever it is whoa. I put my head in. Don't, don't, put, don't put don't that on your, your campaign literature. <laughs> <laughs> well, she doesn't need to know Roman numerals because they haven't hey, been to a Super Bowl in oh, like oh, 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 oh. <laughs> All I'm saying is I am unbelievably wow. loyal and I don't. If you see a problem, you take action immediately. And too many people for too long, y'all are killing me. <laughs> too many people for too long have just sat by and say, oh, well, that stinks. But, you know, what can you do? Um, it, it's time. If you see something's wrong, don't take time with the research. If you see that it's a clear and obvious flaw, point it out. 
and not just point it out, but say, hey, how can I help with that? Here's this. Here's my idea. Help help me grow that. What can we do to fix it? And, um, it, you know, parents struggle to get involved. We struggle to get voters involved. Y'all had a really good turnout last year. I mean, you guys beat these guys and um, that was really good. Yeah, I'd, uh, I'd like to hit on that real quick, if you don't mind. You know, with this next election, I think it's really important that we get as many people out as, as possible mm-hmm. because I really honestly don't feel like we always get the representation of Springfield out to vote that are uh, have that have our kids best interest and uh, i'd like to see as many people yes. come out next april and uh, i mean if we want to make a difference in springfield missouri that's what we need as voters to come out what, there. or have what, children what was, in the was, district yeah what right. was the turnout do we know percentage? i think it was 18 percent or okay and yeah. you know how sad but, it is that we say that's a really good turnout right. no that's actually really really high oh, i thought it was only yeah. just under 15 that's that's insane because Half the re- half the people eligible to vote are not registered, mm-hmm. so that eighteen percent is actually nine percent, roughly, of the overall population gotcha. that could be voting. So ninety percent of eligible people are having their children's lives dictated by nine percent, and then of that nine percent, what percentage of that are either directly employed or have family that's employed right. by the school district? that doesn't want to be changed yeah and that last election too chad you had the least amount of votes right but that was more votes than any other candidate had the election before last did you know that i did find that out yeah yeah Yeah. well ladies and gentlemen we're going to end up end our show here we really appreciate chad rollins he hasn't decided whether he wants to run for the board of education once again but uh, I'm encouraged, uh, Stephanie Rule, uh, coming in and talking a little bit about her children in the school system and, and how she plans to go ahead and improve cell phones in the classroom and discipline is their number one issue. Dad. <laughs> Megan, God bless you. Thank you very much, uh, Mom for Liberty, for coming in. And, and Darren, as always, it's always a pleasure having you on. You're a wealth of knowledge, and you happen to be my state representative too. So I have to, I have to bring you on. I believe, but it's my privilege. God bless you, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. You've been listening to the Elijah Har Show, KWTO ninety three point three and five sixty AM, and we'll see you another day. God bless every one of you. That Then golden bell